Warning, because of the extreme content in this podcast, it is not appropriate for children. It contains depictions of violence, language, and disturbing subject matter. It is recommended strictly for adult audiences. Parental guidance is suggested. My name is Joey Siaglia, and I am so excited to welcome you back for Season 5. Have you ever had a conversation with a serial killer and lived to tell about it? My brother, Tony Siaglia, a traumatic brain injury survivor, and the subject of the best-selling book, The Serial Killer Whisperer, has spoken for hundreds of hours with some of the world's worst serial killers. These conversations will bring you as close to a serial killer as you'd ever want to be. This season, Tony, along with our father and co-host, Al Siaglia, will share their complete investigation of Joseph Roy Matheny, one of the most depraved criminals that has ever dealt with. Through rare phone conversations, letters, and visits, you will hear a story so evil that even Hollywood couldn't make it up. Matheny is a serial killer that enjoys torturing his victims before he kills them. Admittedly, he loves having sex with their corpses. Joe Matheny also bragged about having a barbecue stand and adding parts of his victim's flesh to the pork sandwiches. The question with us has always been, is this bullshit or is this true? Tony and Al decided to visit the monster in prison and ask him face to face this question, are you truly a cannibal creator? This is his story and this is Murder Phone. Hey, murder phoniacs. This is your host, Tony Siaglia, the serial killer whisperer. And I'm much, much more. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I got to start last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. OBGYN. Yeah, a porn star. Oh, yeah. Dancer, choreographer. Everything. You actor. name it. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, this is my amazing co-host and a man who needs absolutely no introduction at all. The fucking Coxman. So, guys, last night, right, my mom, my dad, and me, we're watching TV. And my mom said to my dad, what do you think about your son calling you the fucking Coxman? And I turned to my dad and I said, let me answer this. I got it. So my head turned immediately to the right as I addressed my mom with this short, simple answer. I said to my mom, the man is a fucking legend. People all over the globe, globe, they know this guy as the coxman. Mom, it's not a domestic thing anymore. It's international. How do you like that? 
I didn't see it anywhere. You didn't? <laughs> no. Uh -huh. You slipped that in. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. All I was going to say to her, uh -huh. right, is I watched the movie Cold Pursuit the other night, right? And Liam Neeson, you know who he is, right? Oh, from The Taken. I, I do have certain abilities. You know the guy, right? God, you sound like him, yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Well, his I name in Cold Pursuit was Mr. Coxman. I swear. <laughs> it's spelled C-O-X-S-M-A-N. Mr. Coxman. That's so awesome. So if it's okay for him, yeah, then it's okay for my son to call me it, right? When did they make that movie? Oh, it's an older one. Okay, yeah. so, well... They yeah, don't it's have, not they the don't, same, though. They don't have to pay no. us royalties. No, no. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, before we get started, I want to take a minute to thank our friend, a really, really great guy. We've known him all our lives. Oh, well, not me, but Tony has. But anyway, John, thank you. John is a gold murder phoniac, and he... Signed up for another year and uh, just wanted to thank you, buddy, for your support. It, it means a lot. He's a lifelong friend. He's part of the family. We love you, buddy. Thank you. I you would like to add okay. that um, John and a very small group of friends, after I got hurt, See, John is Joey's age. Joey's three years. He's three years younger than me. And John, Paul, Mike, you know, those guys, when I got hurt, they, well, not only when I got hurt, when all of my uh, friends if you can call them that, after they dumped me, these guys kind of took their place. And, well, They're, thank they, you. They were great. They were they great. They lifted you up. They did. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, John. Love you, buddy. <laughs> we missed. Let's say it. John. From the two hillbillies, Gore and Waterfield, to Haddon Clark, <laughs> to Shawcross, the great art. John him, likes him. I know. Uh -huh. To Hanson and West, finding Megan Emmerich. And now, the cannibal creator, Joe Matheny, a.k.a. Tiny. John has never missed an episode. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Okay. I know you all love to listen to Tiny Talk. <laughs> Could be like a talk show. Tiny Talk. <laughs> Welcome to Tiny Talk. Right. Yes. So let's get right into a short clip today. Okay. I hope it's real short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how's everything going out there? You know, everything's good. Our weather's finally starting to cool off. 
That's good, man. You know, come this time, we're so sick of the fucking 100 degree weather. So what were you like before? Were you just a normal guy? Yep, I'm the same as anybody else, man. It, it, it don't, for what I did, I, it, it ain't nothing special what I did, that's for damn sure. I mean, I ain't proud of it, but I don't lose no sleep over it. All of some bitches I killed had one foot in the grave, the other all banana peel anyway. That's right. But the drug addict son of bitches, that's all they was. You know, Dad, you could tell by that call what a nice guy he was. You know, he did all of those girls a favor, right? A favor. You heard it from his mouth. The golden goose himself. They were all just drug-addicted bitches with one foot on a banana peel and the other in a grave. You know, Joe, that's just what you were. A worthless, drug-addicted son of a bitch. Too bad some good Samaritan didn't come by and put you down. Wouldn't that have been great? Mm-hmm. Would have saved a lot of lives. Yeah. You know, he also said, I ain't proud of it, but I didn't lose no sleep over it. <laughs> well, come on, Joe. Don't lie. You were very proud of it. So proud of it. It made your God, Satan, proud of you. Before we get into the week's episode, I want to share a short question that I ask all of the serial killers I was dealing with. I asked them all this same question. It's very simple. I'm a simple man, aren't I? Yes, you are. I am. Yeah? I am. Amongst other things. A lot of things. Yes. <laughs> Dear Joe, this is very short but important to me in gaining knowledge about you. When your life is over, tell me what it is that you want to be remembered as. Thanks in advance for your honest response. I appreciate this a lot. Your friend, Tony. You know, if I was like into forensics or, you know, some kind of doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say that was fucking brilliant. Right? Yeah, it was. I'm even impressing myself. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> now, most of the responses you guys, I got were, I want to be remembered for all the good things 
that I did in life. Or I get this. I want to be remembered for the people I helped. Or some other bullshit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But not Joseph Matheny. Here is his answer. And here it is. <laughs> I yeah. look at just look who the, the little creature that he drew on the top of it you knew the answer was going to be special didn't you very <laughs> we're going to post the whole letter on buy me a coffee the YouTubers are going to they see it you can see the letter but on buy me a coffee this letter will be posted in its entirety Living color. Mm -hmm. Joe Matheny. With the Vincent Van Gogh up in the top or left-hand corner of the uh, the page. <laughs> uh, sorry, Vincent. Yeah, right. Just sorry. You guys are going to like this. Tony, you asked what I would like to be remembered for after my dead and stinking ass is laid in the ground. I was brought into the world as a result of a drunken fuck back in 1954. Nine months later, on March 2nd, 1955, I was born. From the moment I slid out of my mother's cunt, I knew that life was not going to be good for me. Once the doctor grabbed me by the ankles, then held me upside down and busted my ass for nothing more than just to see me cry. I grew up being used and abused. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> then being passed around from one motherfucker to another motherfucker. I am nothing more than what society has made me. I was an unwanted, discarded punching bag for all who needed to get out some frustrations upon. It was all fine until the day I finally realized I could turn the tables and do it to them and their loved ones. And for this, they throwed me behind the walls of this fucking prison until the day that I die. Then and only then will I truly know what peace is in my life. So what I would like to be remembered for is being the poster child for rubbers. Because if you don't have safe sex... I could be one of your kids. Fuck you all. I have no regrets. It was fun. Joseph Matheny, Bloody Fingerprint, a.k.a. Tiny. Let's discuss this. We have to. We, right? we do. You want me to start? Yeah, please. Always trying to make a joke out of it. You know, always. And it's yeah, yeah. the same fucking thing with this guy. And he's gay. Like you said last week, the guy's got no respect. He's got no manners, no nothing. 
mm-hmm. as I slipped out of my mother's cunt. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Fucking fat ass. Dude. <laughs> and he's always used, he's used this too. You know, he was used and abused oh, yeah. as, a, as some kind of punching bag for all those around him. Come on, Joe. Poor me. Mm-hmm. Right? Poor me. Poor me. And once I got mad and I started to get even and turn the tables, what'd they do? They throwed my ass in Be- prison. Behind these, these prison walls. walls. Until the day I die. <laughs> and then he, he said this in the letter, and this really jumped out at me. Then I will know peace there's no peace in hell am i right tony no there i wouldn't imagine Mm -hmm. so joe i don't think so yeah the judge the devil will look at him and just say fuck off (laughs) right toss him into the lake of fire Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe he'll burn next to bundy yeah. A couple of those other assholes yeah, that can, got there before him. They can hook up down there, right? <laughs> yeah. The thing, though, that he says that's true, he, and I, I think it's kind of funny, because he did have a sense of humor, sick as it was, poster child for safe sex, because one of those kids could turn out like him. thought that was rather amusing. Mm-hmm. And he ends with the truth, doesn't he? He does. He says the truth. Fuck you. I have no regrets. I liked what I did. I liked it. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about what he did. Just like I've said before, he wears it like a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. He really does. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say we covered that letter pretty thoroughly. What yeah. do you think? I just, I don't know what, you're sexy. <laughs> you are, you look great. You are brilliant though. That, that's, that was a brilliant question. And I can remember way back when you came to me and said, I'm going to ask these guys this question and we'll see what kind of response. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, really. And, and most to, of them are bullshit though. Yeah, the responses. But I mean, you got some names on that list though. Oh yeah. Kenneth Bianchi. Bianchi. He's a beaut. Randy Kraft. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harvey, right? Yeah, Harvey, on, Kerrigan. Cadden. Uh, Clark. Clark. Just, there's a lot of them. Elva, Wayne, Elmer Elm- Wayne Henley. Yeah. It's like a list of deviants. <laughs> deviants, uh-huh. yes. So we said, you know, he wants to be remembered for these things that he talked about. There's one other thing I think he should be remembered for. A 500-pound whiny little bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm broke. I'm broke. Please send the money. Please buy my shirts. Please anything. Food packages. I'm broke. I'm a broke-ass fat pig here in jail. I'm a, just a slob living here, and I need food. Could you please send the money? Please, please, please. And he's not kidding. No, he's a little bitch. It's how he was. I wouldn't want to fight him. 
No, it, well, know. it's hard to throw them around and shit, but mm -hmm. you know, a couple of shots to the neck, the throat. Exactly. Jump on his back, go, for his, go yeah. for his fucking eyes. <laughs> Tear his fucking eyes out. But he, he's a, he's a one. I got a, I got a name for him. What? You know what? You came up with the dildo Gilgo. Yes. The Gilgo beach killer. Yes. Rex. How about, how about whiny tiny? Oh. <gasps> huh? Hey. hey. You like that? I, no, I don't like <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> Just brilliant. Think. Whiny tiny. Whiny tiny. For somebody to come off as tough as he acts, you know. Yeah. He sure acts like a little bitch. Mm -hmm. He really does. So. I bet you never does. sent him any money, you know, other than the quarterly meal pack packages that you sent. Yeah. So you added to those 500 pounds. <laughs> but I, he was always on the you con, know, man. He, you he, know he doesn't let the dog pound. Oh, no. You know how are, much of a bitch he is. No. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. uh, arm in arm, right? Mm -hmm. Through the jail. Yeah. So maybe he thought he could wear you down. I don't know. I don't know. Here's a couple of letters that he sent back to Tony in April of 2009. They both came in the same month. And it's, it'll show you what we're talking about. So this letter was dated April 5th, 2009. Hey, Tony. As always, good to hear from you. I hope you won't let your temper get you in trouble anymore. Those were some bad times, buddy. Yeah, they were. Please take it from me. It's really not worth all the heartache it will bring you. Just look where my temper got me. I have a favor to ask. Would you buy some artwork off of me? <laughs> I'm broken hurting in here. Eh? Right away. Mm -hmm. I know this will sound really crazy, but would you be interested in buying a finger? <laughs> <laughs> Truth. It's, it's in the letter it's, right here. I'm really serious about this. And that's the response I had when I read that for the yeah. first time years ago. Yeah. Well, we all did. <laughs> I'm thinking about selling my little finger on my left hand for $500. I really am serious about this. So I'm giving you the first chance to get it before I offer it to others. Let me know. You take out, you take care out there later, Joe. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about his, his little finger. I mean, I'm not interested in that at all. But maybe, just maybe, if he cut that little useless fucking dick off. <laughs> I might consider purchasing that. I might even go as high as a grand. Yeah, forget the 500. If he cuts his fucking dick off, the man deserves a grand. Don't you think? A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Are you crazy? Yeah, I'll put it in some formaldehyde and my brother's wife, she could get good use out of it. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, I got to bring you back to earth. A thousand dollars. Maybe 200, 200. That's the top. How do you get to 200? Come on, buddy. That's easy. How? $100 an inch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was good. Right? Yeah. Hundred an inch. Fuck. And that was off the script. Tiny. That. <laughs> Tiny. Oh, fuck. All right. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. We have to with this guy. <sighs> All right. Let me go to the next letter, and you guys will understand what we're talking about, Mr. Conman. Hey, this is from April 19th, 2009. Hey, Anthony, I got your letter. Thanks for writing. I would have responded sooner, but I have been financially embarrassed. Eddie, why don't you just ask him for the money? <laughs> what movie? Vacation. There you go. Vacation, uh -huh. right? With Clark Griswold. Yeah, remember yeah. Ann Edna yeah. says that? Eddie, why don't you just ask him for the money? He obviously can't take a hint, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, back to the letter. Mm -hmm. I have already told you some of my stories of which I have been convicted, the ones that landed me in prison. I even told you of two murders that I have not been convicted of. One was the murder of the little red-haired girl who was 12 years old, and the other I told you about was the little prostitute that I picked up at the 76 truck stop in Reno and killed and buried in Sharps, Nevada. You have been more than generous in buying me some food packages, and I appreciate it very much. I got no problem with telling you of my past dark experiences. Some I am not really proud of, and then there are others who I just never cared about. He's proud of them. Yes. Is that why you did this? Yes. Yeah, because, you know. He's full of shit. Yeah. I just never cared about that. He's full of shit, isn't he? Very much so. And then there's others who I just never cared about. Come on. <laughs> In fact, I feel I may have done some of them a favor. Here we go. By murdering them. For they had one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. Fuck them. <laughs> There's the tiny we know. There he is. Well, I guess you're not going to take me up on my offer about the finger. You didn't mention anything about it in your letter, so I guess that's a no. If you change your mind and I haven't sold it, please let me know. I'm going to close for now. Later, Joe Matheny, and I did not make this up. He signed it. Later, Joe Matheny, one broke-ass serial killer, <laughs> a.k.a. Tiny. <laughs> Man, too bad I didn't ask him for his dick back in the day. <laughs> Might have done Just, it. Just take a little, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't even know. It's like. I don't know. A little razor. Yeah, uh, or a little finger clippers. Yeah, and just go. <laughs> just right up at the top, right at the, right at the balls. Get, just get those two inches to him. Uh-huh. All right. Let's hear a little more from Whiny Tiny. Just pop my drawers, $25 a pop. I hear they're out there selling them left and right. Yeah. Uh, That's not me, though. I, I don't do that. I keep everything myself. <laughs> I collect. Oh, buddy, shit. Yeah. What the hell? I had a uh, woman up there somewhere, somewhere in Ontario, Canada or someplace. Okay. She's a, uh, I don't have the name of the uh, newspaper she works for, was doing a 
the hell she gets... I don't know, they got, they got me all over the world on that, on that internet stuff. The internet is an in, unbelievable... Huh? The internet is an unbelievable source of information. Yeah. You can get anything on anybody. It's something. Yeah. You were probably in prison before it came out. Huh? Were you already in jail before it came out, the internet? No, it, I mean, computers and stuff is out there, you know, I don't think it was, I went down in 96, so. Okay, no, the internet was around. Advanced as it seemed to be now. But. No, it wasn't as advanced, but, but it was just coming out around yeah. that time. Whiny tiny. You like that? I do like that. That's yours. That's all yours. You own that. It fits them. Own it, baby. Own it. It Uh-huh. I love it. Oh, drawings. What do you think about that, Dad? 25 bucks a pop. He's selling them. They're selling them left and right on the internet that he knows nothing about. Right? He's so full of shit. Uh-huh. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's just trying to coerce me into buying. Yeah. Then then you don't get them. That was the one and only time, you know, I mean. All right. I never got the transcripts. I never got the transcripts. I never got the fucking television. We know that. He said they wouldn't let him send that. The only thing, well, you got one t-shirt, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But there was supposed to be two more and they didn't come. They didn't come. Security. It's kind of hard to count on him, wouldn't you say? I would say, yeah. Yeah. All right. So they got me all over the world. He loves that. He does. Yeah, because of the internet, they're they're selling his drawings for $25 a pop all over the fucking world. They're talking about him. they're, They're talking about him. You know, he went from tiny Joe Matheny to fucking George Clooney, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy is like up here now. You like that? I love it. Uh-huh. All right. This is from a letter dated August 19th, 2009. Hey, Anthony, I got your letter. Thanks for writing. Sorry. To hear you are going through some tough times again out there. I'm not doing all that well in this hellhole either. It's so fucking hot and humid. Could I? It just dawned on me. It's not here, but it just dawned on me. What was the date? Was it 2009? No, 2009. Yeah, so that's when the mortgage industry hit the mountain. That's when we lost just about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. AJ Capital? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was bad times. It, and it just clicked here. Sorry you're going through some tough times again. I'm not doing that well either. Fuck you, Joe. Yeah. Everything. You don't even. Yeah, go every, ahead. Every reason why he's not doing well is because he put himself there. Right. You know? I'm sorry. It just clicked. That's good. I never thought about that. I didn't think about it either until you, you know, I'm thinking 2009. That was terrible. I triggered something in your mind. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. 
So it's hot and humid in this damn cell. I'm sitting here naked. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Once again, that's why he only likes dead pussy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here naked, writing this letter with a wet rag on my head. This letter right here. Think about it. He was there naked writing this. Uh-huh, with a wet towel on his head. Oh. Uh-huh. The guard comes by looking at me every hour, doing his rounds. Then he shakes his head and walks on down the tier to the next cell, laughing his ass off. It must be a hell of a sight to look in here and see a 500-pound fat man wearing nothing but a wet rag on his head. Ha ha. You asked me for some of the locations of my dead bitches out there. Empathy is such a thing with this guy, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, isn't it? Gosh, he's so empathetic. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, I got no problem with doing this for you, but I hope you can understand that I'm not going to sell my ass down the river for nothing. (laughs) I will give up two bodies for $500. There it is again, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) These bodies are located here in the state of Maryland, just about 40 miles from where I am right now. They are located between Hagerstown and Frederick, Maryland. These bodies have been on a piece of land for more than 20 years. You send me $500 and I will send you a map where you can find them. <laughs> I love you. Woo. Oh boy. $500, Dad. <laughs> That's the number. Mm-hmm. I've never lied to you. You take care out there. Later, Joe, a.k.a. Tiny, bloody fingerprint. Now, here's the thing. He's lied to me lots. Oh, yeah. He lied to me about the fucking TV. He lied to me about the fucking T-shirts. You Did know? you get the court, transcri- uh, court transcripts? Never saw them. Never. Because they were never in the mail. Never. I can remember you guys reading this letter like it was yesterday. I had to call my mom and dad into the room and say, you guys aren't going to believe this. It's (laughs) unbelievable. (sighs) So mom and dad come in the room. And we were laughing. Remember, we were laughing so much. Oh, God. Because of this. Yeah. First. Let's everyone just picture what the guard had to see. Okay. All right, John. You're in prison and you walk by that cell and you see him in there. And you have that moment of clarity. 
he winks at you and he blows you a kiss. <laughs> you shake your head like this and you walk on to the next cell. So you're looking at this slob, right? This serial killer with a wet fucking towel on his head. And his little dick, but you can't see the dick. That's what's so fucking fabulous about this. You can't see his dick because of the protruding gut that hangs down. And John, yes, he's looking at you and he's going. (laughs) And then he goes. You can't see it, buddy, but you know it's there and it's waiting for you. (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. Uh. What the fuck? You know, the guard, the guard probably quit his job. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, after he threw up. Yeah. And then... And then his con mentality, right? Yeah. Because he's a con. This guy's the definition of a con man. <sighs> he shows through, right? He shows his, his true bearings when he asks for the $500. <laughs> for the location of two bodies. Not one, not one, but two bodies, two bodies. He actually thought he could con me. And maybe he could, but I have a, uh, this is my father. He wouldn't allow that to happen. (laughs) You wouldn't have done it. Not even with a brain injury, right? No fucking way. No. Yeah. So I wish, right, this slob, you know. He thought he was so slick, smooth, suave. And he could have seen, I wish, our reaction when we read this letter. My mom, my dad, and me. Wouldn't it have been great if we could have videotaped that we were crying, we were laughing so hard, and sent it to him? And Joey, he, he here's was, your answer. Yeah, Joey wasn't at the table because he was in his bedroom. His wife was pissing in his mouth. Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't so mentioned that. that this whole fucking season. I haven't said that. Better say you're sorry to Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. I understand it's a problem, but there's help. There's therapists, there's counselors, there's medication. Okay? We'll work together. To beat this. <laughs> Sick man. So here's a partial letter. All right. This is my response to Joe Matheny, the big bad man. It basically was a go fuck yourself, Joe. You know? In, in polite form. Yes. It was polite. As polite as you can be when you say, go fuck yourself, Joe. Right. This is part of the letter, right? It's to Joe Matheny, dated September 9th, 2009. 
Okay, so his letter came to me on August 9th, 2009. So I'm getting back to him one month later. Right. To the day. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Because I'm dealing with a lot of other fucking assholes. 30 of them writing to you at that point. A lot of other fucking assholes writing to me. Hey, Joe. Hello, my friend. I got your last letter. And thank you for the story you shared with me. If that little girl and her mother are still alive, I would love to go and tell them that they were lucky to have walked among evil and survived to see another day. Yes, Joe, I am calling you the evil one. And I hope that doesn't offend you. If I know you as well as I think I do, I'm sure you'll probably enjoy the label. You asked me for $500 for two graves, which is kind of confusing because you already offered these. Let me refresh your memory. I never did receive the court transcripts that you promised or the TV that I fucking paid for. Yes, you did. Yeah, right? Yeah. I paid for it. (laughs) It just clicked in, didn't it? Yeah, I fucking paid for it and he never sent it to me. So it was like he received the money and he conned me. Hey, you got a prison ID. Oh, I did. <laughs> so I should be happy and just let everything just go. Just let it go, right? Yeah. Shit. Fuck him. <laughs> and you said you were going to give me the location of some of your dead bitches. See, if it wasn't written verbatim in the letter, dead bitches I would never refer to them as that just to let you know to make up for it I'm just calling in that promise my friend let me know your thoughts you know I don't pay for information so I'm kind of surprised that you brought it up. I understand you're hurting from your letters. Because <sighs> 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 when you're reading his letters, yes. that's kind of the sound that I hear in my ears. It's the truth, <sighs> isn't it? <laughs> I'm hurting. I'm hurting. <laughs> Whiny tiny. Whiny tiny. <laughs> It's what you hear too, isn't it? No, it is. It's disgusting. So, he's hurting. And I'm bringing that up because that's what he said. I'm hurting. But I think you know you've got the wrong guy. Because I don't pay for information. I just don't do this. I'm going to sign off now, Joe. Five.
hundred dollars. The magic uh, five. Yeah, the magic it's, five. It's always five with this guy. It is. Exactly. Every five. Letter after five. letter. Just send 500. Fuck this for two bodies. Fuck mm. him. Fuck. Am I him. right? Yeah. Listen, I think you handled this perfectly. And you said it up front. This was a go fuck yourself letter in a polite way. Because you don't want to break off the relationship. You don't want to still have a lot of information to get. Mm -hmm. So you told him to go fuck himself in a polite way. And it was great. I mean, you called him on everything. I loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate compliments. Do you? Especially from you. I like it. Yeah. I like you. <laughs> hey. 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 Oh, crazy. Dad, why don't you read the last letter before we wrap up for today? It's another story about whiny tiny during his truck driving days. I can do it. Can I get a drink of water first? Yeah. yeah. Drink? Okay. I'm just proving to you. I like it. You're even asking me. Drink. What do you think? <clears throat> One more. You sure? All right. Drink. Mm. It's good, mm. isn't it? It's good. I'll get you to like this. Nectar of the gods. I like it. Yes. Okay. You ready? This is a letter dated September 1st, 2009. This is going to blow your minds. Hey, Tony. Greetings to you, my friend. I got your letter, and I enjoyed your bowling story. I sure hope you send me the rest of it so I know how it ended. Well, now it's my turn to tell you a story that started out in a little town up in Frederick, Maryland. I was coming back heading east on I-70 on my way to Baltimore, Maryland. I was a little hungry and tired. So I pulled into the 76 truck stop. I wasn't planning on being there very long, just grabbing a fast bite and maybe catch a cat nap. You know, though, stop. A fast bite. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, he eats half of the fucking menu. He does. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So nothing's fast in a restaurant with this asshole. That's true. Mm -hmm. And he likes these 76 truck stops. Yeah. You mm -hmm. remember? Reno. Yeah. yeah. the little prostitute. Yeah. Yes. Fucked. But I ended up fucking laying over there for five damn days. I went into the diner and I found a table and I sat down and picked up a menu. I heard a verse. I, oh, sorry. Let me start over there. Okay. I went into the diner and found a table, sat down and picked up a menu. I heard a voice say to me, can I help you? And I looked up and I saw the cutest little waitress standing there. I ordered myself a couple of eggs, bacon, some home fries, four steaks. <laughs> I had a few desserts too thrown in. <laughs> it doesn't say that. 
But can, I don't think this is all he ate. What do you think? From no. looking at him. Fuck. No. Mm. Along with a cup of coffee. I pulled out my logbook and started bringing it up to date. Then, out of nowhere, I heard this little voice say to me, Mr., Please help me. I'm lost and I can't find my mommy. I looked up and there across from me was this little girl, about six or seven years old. I asked her if she was hungry and she said, yes, I am. The waitress came with my food and says to me, hey, I see you found a new little friend. I said, I believe she found me. I asked the waitress if she happened to know anything about this little girl or the whereabouts of her mother. She said, yes, I do. And she kind of gave me a little sideways look. And then she said, don't worry about her mother. She'll be back here shortly. I like you with a Southern draw. Do you? I do. You need, you need a cowboy hat and some fucking boots and tight jeans. I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep reading. <laughs> I told her to bring the little girl what she wanted to eat. The waitress left and came back with some pancakes and syrup, along with some strawberries and a glass of milk. The waitress asked me to step over to the counter for a little talk. I got up and followed her, and she turned around and told me about the little girl. She said her mother is turning tricks out in the parking lot. She said this is nothing new. Her mother comes here just about every weekend and does this. She goes on to say, I know her mother very well. She has had a very rough time since her husband was killed in a car accident. She don't live far from here, and this is how she makes her money to support her and her daughter. So please don't go and be too hard on her, mister. She's just trying to get by the best way that she knows how. I went back over and I sat down and I started eating my food. I looked over at the little girl, and she was eating her pancakes. And she gave me a big old smile and said, Thank you, mister. You're a very nice man. He's such a good Samaritan, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few minutes went by, and her mother came walking in from the parking lot. She sat down next to her daughter and then looked at me and said, Hello, my name is Kelly, and this is my daughter, Robin. I saw you when you pulled your truck into the road across the street. She said, this is not the first time we met in here. I guess you just don't remember me, or maybe it's just that you never really saw my face. But I'm sure you may remember me from the back of my head as I was giving you a blowjob in your truck over by the truck wash. That's the Joe we know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, yes, I sure do remember you and fond memories now that you mention where we met. I ended up spending the whole weekend with her and her daughter. It was money well spent, ha-ha. Well, I'm going to bring this to a close until next time. You take care out there, my friend. Later, Joe. A.K.A. Tiny. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're welcome. Like I said, your southern accent. 
sexy. Thank you. It was, huh? Could you guys see the coxman in a cowboy hat? <laughs> like with a little piece of straw hanging out his mouth. And some tight jeans and some cowboy oh. boots. <laughs> could be a new look for you. Yeah. It could. You're try, never too old. To, I might try it next week. You're never too old to explore new looks. You're right. It's the you're word right. I say. I'll try it next week. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Anyways, though, all silliness aside, could this possibly be a side of Joe Matheny that we never knew existed? Could this be Joe, the family guy? Do you like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? I don't know. I mean, he did have a little boy. He did. And I really don't know because... We don't I, know what I, kind I, of dad he was, though. No. No. I can only imagine. But, you know, I can, I can picture this little girl. I keep seeing her face looking up from the pancakes that she was eating, saying, you know, thank you, sir. You're a really nice man. And, and I see that image so, and mm -hmm. I question, where is this going, man? Where's it going? What, what's, what's he doing? Hold on though. Let me say something, which is kind of funny. Joe Matheny, con man, right? This little girl, Robin is fucking conning him. She's yeah. conning him. She knows where her fucking mom is. She knows her mom's <laughs> out in the fucking parking lot giving blowjobs to fucking truckers. You're right. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Conning the con man. She's conning the con man. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I, that's not on the script. That's right <laughs> off the dome, man. Right of this, off the dome. A lot of this wasn't on the script. Uh-huh. But that's all right. It's good. But you know what? Mm. I don't know where it's going. I guess we're just going to have to wait until next week to find out. What? Yep. Next week? Next week. Oh. Yeah. They have to wait? They do. Until next week to hear the end of this story? They it do. It kind of reminds me of like a television series. Each series ends with that what the fuck moment? Like, what's going to happen next? Well, I guess we're hiding the climax. Dad, stop. Stop. Okay. We're hiding the climax until next week. Uh-huh. So it's one of those what the fuck moments. Which we've had many over the years, haven't we? Watching. We have. What the fuck? I know. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, ladies and gents, I think that's a wrap for today. It was a great show. I think it's a great show. Do you? Always. Always. I always do. So as always, take care. Be safe. And always remember to walk in the calm after the storm. 
This is Joey Siaglia, and thank you for listening to Murder Phone, hosted by my brother Tony Siaglia, the subject of the best-selling book, The Serial Killer Whisperer, and his co-host, who also happens to be our father, Al Siaglia. For more information on the show, please visit MurderPhone.com, where you can ask questions, link to our social media accounts, and much, much more. If you'd like to help support the Murder Phone podcast, please go to our Buy Me a Coffee page and sign up for a membership package. You can access all kinds of cool, exclusive content that only official Murder Phoniacs can get. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, and an iTunes review would be much appreciated. Well, leave one if you liked it, but if you didn't, fuck it. Murder Phone was written and produced by Tony Siaglia and Al Siaglia, and recorded at the Level 9 Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. A special thanks to our friend Justin Borrego for his editing magic. Join us next week for another exciting episode of Murder Phone. Yeah, before we go, I want to give a huge shout-out to all those living this life after brain injury our new normal as so many call it you are awesome keep going I know I will and to my listeners that know someone living with a brain injury or other mental health issues please be kind be patient and most of all be understanding. Remember, they are doing the best they can.